I'm Coder. I'm joined by Ladder on the speakerphone. I'm Big Dick, and I have one too. That's my friend. He's in the studio at the moment. Uh, Nari, a few days ago, he opened up his Bell's Mind PBX, and I tell you... (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) I tell you what, man. That thing is the leadership shit since toasted bread. It's pretty Shut up! (laughs) He's throwing things at me. Um... Uh, yeah, um, shit, you made me lose my train of thought. Where was I? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Shadowcast, episode 13. Uh, tonight, you're joined with Whiskey Neon, uh, Black Math, Yo. and Zandy. Yo. <laughs> Mr. Chin was not with us tonight because he's currently experiencing the wonderland that is Dancing with the Stars on tour. Yes, he's watching uh the people from dancing with the stars i don't know i don't know the appeal to that but that's what he's doing so like live action yeah he's at a the world's largest casino or so they say <laughs> really the world's largest casino that's that's what they say now i I've, I've been so adamant to prove them wrong because anytime that someone claims that they're the best or world famous, how many fucking places are known for their world famous hamburger? Why? Because someone was traveling and stopped into your shitty diner and ate your burger. Now it's world famous. Like, what is the fucking requirements for this? So maybe it's per capita. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 world's largest. I I was thinking maybe they mean land size. Like, what what are we doing as far as judging this? But they. You know, I, it's really hard to get definitive information on how big this fucking casino is because I swear every time you drive past it, and I drive past it like at least uh, twice a week, uh, it seems to have grown exponentially. Uh, so it's it's called a, a, world consi- a world casino because the entire outside of the casino, it's like all of these world uh, monuments are... Are icons uh, like like big, the pyramids? Not so much the pyramids, like Big Ben. It's like architecturally speaking, uh, it's just parts of. It's like a mashup of all of these famous. Stonehenge. No, <laughs> it's just like Big Ben is like one corner of the the uh, Eiffel Tower building. I don't know if they have an Eiffel Tower though, but they have all kinds of like like they've got like part of it that you could tell was like like columns like roman themed you know uh and now they have mr chin and now they have mr chin yes uh so let's hope that he's not like the guy a few days ago who drove to the top of their parking garage and jumped off to kill himself hopefully what yeah that actually happened it was in the local news 
Never mind. And so hopefully Mr. Chin enjoys the performance and doesn't end up doing that to himself to just get out of it all. Somebody did that at the casino. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't even go to the casino. The dude just drove up, went to the top of the parking lot, and just jumped off. He was anheroed right then and there. So now do we cue the I'm on top of the world song? <laughs> no. All we've really got queued up is... <laughs> That's about all we've got. <laughs> so, I don't know. A preview of what's to come in Shadowcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um... But yeah, so a Mr. Chin's out there partying it up with celebrities <laughs> in general admission. <laughs> well, while we're him. yeah, good for him. We're out here doing our show, and uh, maybe maybe he can call in, or we can call him. Uh, yeah, maybe point. we could call out. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We can keep talking while it dials. Um, but yeah, so did y'all do anything interesting this week? Like, nope. Um, yeah. Let's see if Mr. Chin says anything. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I'm watching a show. Hey, how, how's the show going, man? Uh, it's not till tomorrow. What? <laughs> I thought the show was tonight. No, it's tomorrow. Oh, well, shit. I could have gone over and, like, crashed your little parade. Yeah, you could have. Damn. I'm glad you didn't. Oh, that's <laughs> awfully rude of you. Well, why aren't you going to do Shadowcast tonight if you've, uh, if you don't have it until... Yeah, we thought there was a valid excuse. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is a valid excuse. I'm uh, otherwise occupied. And I know you're recording. What? I'm otherwise occupied. What, what, I thought no, you were we're not recording right now. We just wanted to call you and, and see if the show was worth anything. I, I, I mean, it is, but... Um, see, I'm... Otherwise, I, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not could... talking about our show. I'm talking about the Dancing with the Stars bullshit. Like, I, we wanted, oh. to, I, I wanted to be able to like know if there was, if it was, if like we, provide provide a Shadowcast exclusive or something. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, we haven't started the show yet, so we okay, um, know like how well Tom Brady I mean, is I will doing be the Paso Doble. I will be able to tell you on Saturday, but um, I'm I'm otherwise being kidnapped. So, are you are y'all doing anything at the casino tonight? Um, casino is more tomorrow. So you're just sitting at the Laquino right Laquino right now, just chilling. Um, more or less. Wow, that's crazy. So you have to go to a <laughs> you have to go to like a a, a, a mid tier. Hotel chain to have sex? Is that what this comes down to? <laughs> no, that's just uh, that's just um, one of those side projects that happened to crop up. <laughs> okay. I mean, my wife is right here if you'd like to speak with her. Sure thing. Let's put yes. Mission on. She 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 is um, declining the the invitation to speak with you. Oh well. 
Alright. Well, I was hoping for a live update, but I guess we'll just have to... <laughs> you gotta admit, it would have been entertaining. Uh, yes, yes, oh. the crowd is going wild. There is dancing occurring. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, all right, so uh, you're not going to do the show tonight? I mean, to me, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to. I got nothing. I, just what I posted in, uh, in the, as an article. That's the only thing I got. Well, you want to cover the article right now? No, because I don't have the article in front of me. Oh, uh, well, what if I read you the article and then you, then you, re- you <laughs> talk about it? Repeat after me. Yeah. <laughs> Since you can be included. I'm gonna pass. You guys have more uh, more insights and research ability than I do at the present moment. So, I I know they give you free Wi-Fi. What the hell is well, your they, excuse? They do, but uh, I'm gonna pass. Okay. Do you have your computer? <laughs> I do. Well, there's no excuse, man. Well, that's nice, but I'm gonna go ahead and take the no excuse and run with it and. You guys have fun, and I can't wait to see what audio you splice in. You know, hey, by the way, that zero day I dropped last week, what's about? What's up with that? You dropped the zero day? Yeah, that's what the show description said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you also invented Bluetooth headsets when you were four years old. That's when I put in another show. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a lot. You had some sexual harassment case you had to go to in one episode, and you uh, <laughs> dropped a zero day on some antiquated typewriter. That's what I put in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first word processor. That's what it was. Like, uh, like uh, you know, back when it was like basically a typewriter with a CRT monitor, a word processor. You know, before that was yeah. an application, that's what you had the zero yeah. day for. That's, that's fantastic. That's what, that's what Shadowcast is here for. It's 100% quality all the time. So, that's what we have. All right, guys, have fun. I'm, I, I'm only, I can only imagine what you're going to splice together for the first 30 seconds. <laughs> all right. It's not like later. your ego's inflated at all. All right, see you later, man. All right, well, that was our Mr. Chen news update. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, uh, what, what did you do that was cool? You said you had something cool that you did? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I took down a data center at work. H- how'd you do that? <laughs> Why don't you explain that one to us? <laughs> so when I interviewed for the place I currently work at, one of the questions they gave in the interview was uh, name one of your most spectacular mistakes or disasters that you've ever caused in your career. And I couldn't really come up with a, the really good one. I mean, I've like, I've done, you know, I've taken down database servers before, but like we never would do work without backing things up or backing up config files before making changes. So there was nothing ever like really disastrous or anything that people like would even know about because we'd recover so quickly. But <clears throat> just so happens, I uh, happened to, well, I guess like long story short, um, I took down a data center because I took down the redundant firewall cluster 
because I wasn't monitoring the cluster I was supposed to take down. I was monitoring the VIP. And so since it kept responding, I thought the cluster didn't go down. So I took it down again, but I actually took down the uh, secondary or backup node. So the entire data center went down. Oof. And all kinds of people were uh, really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs> what was the uh, aftermath of that? Um, people getting a little worked up, you know. I mean, it, you take down the data center, people are going to get worked up, right? Did you but use HP? <laughs> what? Did you use HP? HP? <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, God. No, not HPing. Um, you know, but I mean, that's why you have things like change management and you do maintenance during non-production low traffic hours because sometimes things happen and I'm glad that it happens during those those non-impactful hours. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, nobody really even noticed. Well, uh, have you have you read the book, The Phoenix Project? No, I've not. I would highly recommend uh, checking it out. I've been, uh, both Wirefall and I have been recommending this to a lot of people lately uh, because it's such a good book. And if, if your organization would have uh, followed the lessons learned out of, uh, out of the Phoenix Project, that would have never have occurred. <laughs> but, uh, like what lessons? Well, the whole point of, of the book is it's you're basically your protagonist is a guy who is uh, thrown into the position of IT ops for a failing uh, automotive parts company. So think of equivalent of like a Napa Auto Parts. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, yeah, all the struggles and, and things that he learns and learns the, the process of effective workflow management using a, a, a what is it called? Kanban? Uh, mm -hmm. I know what Kanban is. Yeah. Uh, but the book, it's it's like everyone in technology des desperately needs to read this book. It is a literal life-changing book. Uh, it doesn't... Uh, it's not only... Uh, it, they call it the DevOps Bible, but it's not just for DevOps. It's IT ops, security, all of it. It'll change your perspective on everything, and you will see yourself in this book. So... You definitely check it out, and if you would have followed the lessons learned there, you wouldn't have taken out a data center at 6.30 in the morning on a weekend. <laughs> uh, but then I wouldn't have an answer to that interview question. Nah, true, true. Uh, which you may have to uh, experience soon for taking out a data center. <laughs> uh, so we're on a Monday morning, definitely. <laughs> so, uh... What what about you, whiskey? What's the what's the worst fuck up you've had? The worst fuck up I've had <laughs> that was unintentional. Um, shit, yeah, sure. I, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I took out our own company's uh, like entire infrastructure, but that was to get out of a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't an ex that wasn't a mistake. That was just so I could get out of a meeting. Um, I don't know about an actual fuck-up, like an epic fuck-up that I've done. And that's not me being arrogant. I just don't know. I guess I guess, I guess, guess something that would have happened that wasn't directly my fault, but uh, 
I had a server go down, uh, and I uh, and I was in Louisiana, and it was in Oklahoma. So, <laughs> I I uh, uh, a friend like went with me. I slept in the car, and he drove, and then I worked thirty six hours straight getting the server back up, and then he drove uh, back and ran out of fuel in the middle of northern Louisiana in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I was like, how the fuck do you run out of fuel? It dings when it's low. He's like, yeah, but I thought it was like my truck when you're on E. You easily got like another 40 miles. <laughs> that was his answer. And so we're just stuck in the middle of northern Louisiana in the middle of the night. And this is the part of Louisiana where it's like shit will happen to you, you know? Uh... And there's, like, all kinds of fucking animals and shit there, aside from, like, crazy redneck people. Uh, it's just, like, you could go missing and never be found. It's a very heavily wooded area. And uh, I said, man, you figured the fuck this fucking shit out. I'm going back to sleep. You can walk your ass down the interstate and get gas. I'm going to sleep. And so I wake up to his dad showing up. His dad was three hours away. And he, Holy shit. Yeah, he brought us some gas. And I was like, damn, why did you call your dad? We could have just had, like, roadside assistance come and, and whatever. But, yeah, that that was the biggest fuck-up. But it wasn't really, I guess it was my fault for not having redundancy. But that was a business decision, not mine. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I guess I, I got one. I was uh, selling firewalls. Uh, it, <laughs> um, basically it was PF sense boxes that were rebranded. Uh, I was working with two guys and they wanted me, they were paying me to make these PF sense, uh, firewalls, uh, so that they could sell to clients as their own product. So I figured out how to go and rebrand everything and set up all of the shit so that it looked 100% as if it was like our original product, even though it was completely PF Sense, just rethemed and rebranded at every level of the operating system. It was very difficult to do, um, uh, but I was able to do it. And, and I was pissed because we could have just paid them like 2,500 bucks and they would have rebranded it for us. And so they paid, ended up paying me like four grand just not to not to even deal with PF Sense. So isn't that stupid, but whatever. Um, I set it up, right? It works perfectly at home. And this is like a Dell PowerEdge, like R200 or something, a really lower end uh, rack mount server. Uh, we go and put it in, <laughs> and it's got, uh, you know, you got your built in internal, like on the motherboard, you've got that Ethernet card. But then we had a, uh, a, a, a two port uh, gigabit card that was put in. And again, this all worked fine at home. We put it in uh, in the production environment. And holy shit, it was awful. Uh, apparently, BSD, FreeBSD did not support that card worth of shit <laughs> at that time. <laughs> so it would work for like 15 minutes and then just just random crazy shit would start happening. Uh, like TCP dump would just show all kinds of random shit. It was just bizarre as hell. And it came down to being a driver issue with FreeBSD not supporting it. So that entire box that was purchased and was put in, like put in the rack and everything, we ended up replacing with an old Dell workstation, like a Pentium Four. 
and shoving it to the back of the rack. And it had like, you know, some nicks like that you'd buy for 30 bucks at fucking Walmart. And that's what their fucking Powerwall was. Uh, for oh, shit. for as long, I, I stopped working with those dudes shortly after that, so I don't even know if they ever fixed it. But that was the client was paying for. Uh, I can tell you probably if it kept on working, it's not been fixed. Oh yeah, <laughs> but the whole thing that they like, I went in and planned out a complete redundant solution for them. So it had fell over WAN, and that was the whole point of having this thing, is that they wanted to have from uh, CenturyLink and from another provider. Uh, CenturyLink was going to be providing, I don't think it was T1. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly the specifics there, but they're going to have, you know, failover WAN in place, and and they wanted the redundancy on the box itself. And, and without, I was like, well, I mean, the only redundancy you're going to have is the, the RAID configuration in your... Uh, PSUs, unless you buy another fucking, uh, 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 you know, server, I can't do hardware redundancy. But anyways, they, all that they thought they were getting, they actually ended up having a Pentium 4 dusty-ass <laughs> workstation from a garage put in. Oh, I'm not surprised, man. Sometimes the things you see in data centers will, will blow your mind. Yeah, I, I would imagine... Uh, especially like the colo shit. Especially if you're if it's oh, a colo yeah. that's hosting Mr. Chin's shit. I'm sure <laughs> they just look at that box and they're like, "Damn, how did it get so like burnt?" Well, there was. I mean, as far as Mr. Chin's uh, colo setup, there was a component. Um, I think it was just a. Uh, uh, like one of those uh, small mini PC form factors for like a, a SAN or like a network storage. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> there was no hard drive bracket, so he grabbed a bunch of cardboard <laughs> and created a hard drive bracket made out of a flammable material <laughs> and fucking threw it in there. <laughs> That's totally something he would do. Oh god. <laughs> It was actually pretty awesome. God. Uh, uh, that's it, some funny shit. Yes, he would do well in, uh, in like, SMB sector. Because <laughs> that is exactly SMB. Yes, that's it, that's it exactly. Some I, mind-blowing bullshit. I was, once, <laughs> I was once paid for days. I mean, I, my bill rate was 75 an hour, and I worked, like, three days at a place because a dude... Did not want to have to buy a new printer, a dot matrix printer. <laughs> I had to get like this old ass, I think it's called uh, Oki Data. I, I mean, it's like some Japanese fucking brand. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to have an Oki and Oki Data phone, cell phone. Yeah. My first cell phone. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they, they make really good dot, dot matrix printers, and those sell for like hundreds of dollars today. Um, but he had one of these, and he he you know upgraded to Windows Seven, uh, and he it wouldn't work. Uh, <laughs> or no, he got a new computer without a uh, LPT port or or whatever. So I had to. I don't even remember how I fixed it. All I remember was that this is working now. I don't know if it'll survive a reboot. 
You know, that's the type of thing. <laughs> because I had some, like, LPT to USB uh, cable, and it was just fucky because the driver was looking for this and it wasn't there it was just all this stuff i don't even remember how i hacked it all together to make it work but i did after three days and the whole time i was thinking he could have just bought a fucking printer for the amount of money he just spent on oh my god i know right and that's smv in a nutshell is by you, you pay more by being cheap and that's what mr chin's whole entire home network and servers end up being is like the old saying, Pennywise, but pound foolish. There you go, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a... I'll fill you in on the big fuck-up I had. And we can move on. Alright. That that old job yeah. I had where it was the, like, weird phone chop shop thing. There's <laughs> yeah. a... So, so, like, part of what we would do is, like, we would take in a couple thousand of the customer's phones, flash them, and send them back. And I forgot that for one of these projects, you had to network unlock the phones. So what wound up happening is the customer, you know, some MVNO got a shitload of these phones and they were all network locked to T-Mobile. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so when someone bought one and they went to go use it, like in the store, they put the SIM card in or whatever the fuck. It was just locked. <laughs> Holy shit, the problem didn't get discovered until it hit the customer level. That's fucking I, awesome. I'm not sure. It, it might have been customer level. They might have looked at him. But yeah, that fucking blew. We had to go reprocess them all. That was you personally? <laughs> that was bad. Wow. How many? How many? Th yeah. It was just thousands of phones. How many thousands? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A couple thousand. Oh, like God. 5,000? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> So, so combining that with uh, the auto industry, I used to work in IT in the auto industry, and if like you work for an auto supplier and you create a part and it's defective, and that defective part actually makes it all the way down the manufacturing stream to the customer, like if, if the defect's discovered at, like by the customer, that is like the biggest fucking deal in the entire world. Oh, I bet it is. Yep. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I've lived through that bullshit uh, with the car, the shitty cobalt that I used to have, uh, all those parts. Like, I can only imagine if, if thousands of people experience what I experienced, I hope that company's just done. Because the quality control on cars, you know, like a lot of people look at Tesla and they're thinking like, wow, this is cool. Why can't all other automakers do what they do? Well, a lot of that has to do with the the quality control. Like if you have a computer system in a car, you have to design that to last for fucking, you know, at least 10 years. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have oh, yeah. a, 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 an embedded system that's solid as hell. And you, you can't really risk with doing these OTA uh, uh, updates and shit like that that aren't, uh, you know, solid like with Tesla. They can kind of get by if there's some kind of bug because they're a startup and they're like the underdog. But if it, it would be detrimental to uh, Chevy or Ford or Dodge. Oh, dude, like try Toyota, like any of the uh, uh, yeah, Japanese automakers. Exactly. Their QC is so hardcore. Yeah, it, it's 
It's insane. I would never want to do anything IT related with the auto industry. That would be a nightmare. Yeah, they yeah, would well, be so opposite of YOLO. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just just look at how much the fucking ignition switch recall cost GM. And like all the other recalls oh, that have yeah. happened. Yeah, well, fuck them. I hope it cost them a lot of money because that really <laughs> inconvenienced me. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the reason why I got in a wreck was because of one of those fucking defects. I, I, I'm convinced. I mean, I had power steering go out on me four times. The ignition recall, I had it, it replaced once before and twice afterwards. Uh, I had the car just turn off in, on the interstate. Just, just turn off. And Whoa, I, holy shit. Were yeah. your pants down? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back reference to a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, I hope, like, I was hoping the whole company would go under for that shit. Because selling cars, 2006, all, all of those cars, I, I have, I've had, our company had a whole fleet and every single fucking 06 Chevy we had, no matter what it was, there were some big-ass problems with it that cost a lot of money. We had a van just catch on fire one day. Just fucking catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. Oh, um, man. All yeah, of those vans, know. we had electronic issues. I still have one of the vans. And, uh, <laughs> and like, if you turn the radio up to where you can actually hear it in your car with a CD, it'll just turn off all the electronics and, and reboot. Uh, yeah, it'll just go, it'll, it'll just make like a big fucking popping noise. Like if I were to like pull a mic out of my mixer right now, you know, that type of popping noise. And then, uh, then all of your, your dash, everything just turns off and turns back on. What the Holy fuck? And I, I, we took multiple vans to the dealerships multiple times and they did all kinds of shit and it kept doing it. They never figured out what the fuck it was. We took it to like a local you know, uh, like a homeboy shop, and he, and, and like, they couldn't figure it out at all, uh, it was just like, it didn't matter who you took it to, no one could figure out these issues, it's stupid, I fucking hate the, uh, ugh, yeah, I, I could rant for hours on that. Hey, speaking of fuck-ups, uh, you should call Mr. Chin back and see what his biggest fuck-up was. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, man, he's got yeah. like a million fuck-ups, uh, <laughs> Like, I well, don't know how many work-related fuck-ups. He has so many personal IT fuck-ups that's, that's on a list that... No, it has to be work-related because it has to, like, have major impact to other people. I don't know. He seems to, like... He seems to be extremely competent at work and so incompetent in his personal IT life. You, you notice that? Yeah. It's surprising to me. I mean, so when... He and I worked at the same place, actually sat on the other side of a cubicle wall from him. Like, we faced each other, right? And his job, I guess you could say, was dealing with everybody else's fuck-ups. Like, oh, when shit got wow. so fucked up, like... Yeah, he was running to know, fix it, yeah. Yeah, he was like, a, like an escalations engineer. <clears throat> and uh, I would constantly hear over the cubicle wall... Things like uh, fists slamming on desks <laughs> and things like, God damn it. <laughs> fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> All day long. It was amazing. Okay. One of the best work experiences I've ever had. Oh, that's incredible. I would love that. He needs to set up a chin cam. And it's a camera that's glued to his chin. So she... <laughs> So that, you can, <laughs> so that you can see what he's working on and him raging. 
at the same time. Uh, because, man, he has... I've never heard uh, someone get so pissed off at customers like he does. He rages so hard. Uh... Uh, between Polygon and his customers, I I don't I think that he he could honestly have an aneurysm. I think the rage is just directed wherever the chin is pointing. <laughs> do, do you remember uh, Freaknik? Um, uh, I, I no, I don't remember much went? of it actually. Huh? My memories you know? of Freaknik are placed <laughs> together by y'all telling me what I did. Well, so uh, he and I were the first ones to show up at the hotel, and got the room <laughs> the reservations were under him right and we all like kind of paid him back i guess so he walks up to the front desk i didn't with the <laughs> he floated your bill so he walks up to the front desk with this like rage stare face for no reason like there's nothing <laughs> wrong happening right like uh, the world uh, is fine we just arrived at a conference isn't that Fucking just awesome. like his isn't default. that just his default yeah, yeah. He has resting rage face. The the listeners need to understand like the, the resting rage face. So he walks up to the front desk and this poor little dude like working behind the front desk is going to be the victim of the the wrath of Mr. Chin for no good reason. So he walks up to the, to the counter, doesn't say a word, you know, just has that look like I'm going to kill you look. Yeah. He pulls out his wallet takes out his driver's license, slaps it on the counter, and forcefully slides it across towards the guy and then just stands there. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying a word. <laughs> I think I'm standing kind of like behind and to the side and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> this kid is fucking so scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway... You know, the, the reservation, he pulls it up and says, okay, this is your room. He gets those keys and things like that. And there were a few of us that were going to chip in and split the room. And and I think, uh, you know, we're going to draw straws who slept with who or who, oh, <clears throat> who had I, to sleep on the floor. Yeah. But, so we get the keys and we walk to the room. We open the door and there's one queen-size bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I said, in this sandwich, I'm a bun. <laughs> I'm not the meat of this sandwich. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so we we walk back to the lobby, and now I'm thinking, holy shit, if that kid was scared before, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, and well, yeah, so the room got fixed though, because I remember being yeah. like, there's two beds, and how you remember how nervous he was the entire time about me, like, fucking shit up and it being under his name? <laughs> yeah. And because I rearranged the entire room, remember that? When he was gone for something, I, I wanted to rearrange the room, and I put one of the chairs, it somehow fit a chair inside of the restroom, and then <laughs> put a little table oh, yeah, in there. Like the and so that you, big cushy chair. Yeah, so that you could like sit. It, it was. It looked pretty nice actually, uh, but there was a little like uh, I don't know uh, end table uh, with twenty six hundred magazines. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because the bathroom was big. It almost had like a sitting room in there. Yeah, and, and it was funny because like uh, you could just go in there and chill, uh, and, and it was almost like a second room. 
Someone could sit on the toilet. <laughs> you could sit in the chair and talk <laughs> and have plenty of. Somebody room. could be dropping thoughts, and somebody could be <laughs> dropping bombs. Yeah, but uh, uh, what, what was funny about that is that I was like, I'm not gonna like. I think he was very adamant about sleeping alone. Did it, I don't think anyone slept in his bed. You 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 shared a bed. I think he had the bed to himself. Purple Jesus and Ozzy slept on the floor, right? And, yep. he, and then I went and stole a fucking rollaway bed. Because fuck me, I'm not sleeping on the floor. And he was really nervous about that rollaway bed. And when we got on the roof, there was like a room that had like... like Remember that storage room? There was like probably 10 rollaway beds up oh, on yeah. the roof. And that was that would have been fun to just haul, haul those down into the room and just <laughs> fill them up. <laughs> if we would have been more sober, we could have done that. Remember Polygon kept inviting strangers to the room? Oh, God, that really pissed him <laughs> off. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. He, Polygon was inviting everyone to the room. And uh, and then, like, on Saturday night, Mr. Chin went to bed early. I'll never forget this girl uh, that's up in the room uh, farts in his face when he's asleep. Like... <laughs> It was the most bizarre series of events <laughs> that occurred during that conference. Uh, and, and there's some pictures of all of the mayhem uh, that live on to this day. I wore yep. Iron Geek's hat. I didn't know it was Iron Geek's at the time. The derby uh, hat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. arm wrestled him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what the fuck happened with the boombox I had on me. Um... Some, someone had, like, this boombox with the LEDs blasting, like, dubstep. And at some point, I was wearing it and walking around the place and dancing. And I don't know what I did with it. Uh, I mean, that I, it could have ended up in the hot tub for as much as I know. <laughs> it was, probably did. Somewhere. So, I like to think to, to this day, there's this boombox on the roof of that hotel. Or just... <laughs> Just I wonder if uh, Mr. Chin's picture is still the wallpaper of the uh, oh, yeah. PCs in the office service center. Yeah, we got on their their little business center computers and we're trying to get our hacks on uh, and set the wallpapers to a selfie of him from MySpace. <laughs> yeah, that's how elite we are. <laughs> we're going to change their wallpapers. Yeah. Take that. Zero day hacks. <laughs> I thought it would be funny to have like a, a MS Paint image that says greetings from freak nick and i sent it to all the printers on the network uh, <laughs> because you know like if you if you have a shared printer on your home network or whatever and you go somewhere else it's going to still be shared and so if you send a print job to that printer it'll be in the print spoiler and so when they go home and, and they're on their home network or they plug in their printer and it's just going to print that shit off so <laughs> i thought it would be hysterical for people to go home and then all of a sudden their printer says greetings from freak nick um, but I screwed up and like printed it to the, uh, oh, and I put like 500 copies, remember? It was, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I thought it'd be fucking hilarious. And I accidentally did it to one of the front desk computers. So the front desk was just printing off greetings from Freaknik. <laughs> that was not a cool <laughs> thing to do at all. That was so uncool. But now it's a good time. Yeah. How about we start our fucking show? All right, who's got news? <laughs> yeah, well, let's start off with our first segment. 
the feed. Now it's time for the feed. So, uh, we've had like two different episodes with two different news items involving this one researcher from uh, Google's uh, Project Zero, and that and that dude is Tavis, whatever his last name is. Oh, yeah, Tavis. Yeah, he's brother Tavis. Yeah, Tavis is a fucking elite motherfucker, and so he was going after uh, what was the first one was Avast, and then uh, Trend Micro. And now he's with Komodo's save, uh, like safe browser, their super secure browser, uh, uh, Chromodo. Instead of Komodo, it's Chrome based, so it's Chromodo. It's real clever. That's, yeah, that's real clever. Yeah, so if you uh, have Komodo internet security, it comes with it, uh, and it sets it as the default browser. Because I don't know about you. But when uh, I try to get rid of my malware, I want my anti-malware solution to start setting default settings to their products, just like malware. So, uh, what? Uh, uh, yeah. So it imports automatically all of your shit from Chrome and sets it as a default, uh, and even uh, changes your DNS settings. So, I mean, if you did not know that this was from Komodo, you would assume that this was fucking malware. Um, anyways, this um, private internet browser uh, is, uh, is uh, marketed as having the highest levels of speed, security, and privacy, but it disables same origin policy. Uh, so, what that enables you to do is uh, basically uh, do very trivial uh, attacks against the browser that you used to uh, be common that you can't do anymore unless you disable same origin uh, <laughs> policy. So um, uh, so what that does is it, it permits the scripts and uh, in, in, in a page to access data that's in another page uh, and that's the same origin thing. So uh, that's good if it's on the same domain, obviously, but not on another domain. And what disabling that uh, did was completely f fuck over uh, any security because uh, just by having, um, you know, a, a page, you know, the next page you're clicking on, you can actually steal the cookie uh, and do all kinds of crazy shit and be horrible but uh yeah so good job komodo he goes and does his thing where he's pissed off and tells him to fix it and surprisingly like he he, he does this on january 21st and uh what was it uh they were they fixed it uh on february 2nd uh well they 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 hot fixed it but they didn't correctly fix it but it, it, eventually, they f it's fixed by now, I think. And uh, anyways, yeah, Tavis is at it again. He made a fool of Kromodo. Let's hope that he continues his research without getting a hit out for him. Because these anti-malware companies got to be pretty pissed off at Project Zero. I, th I think it's so funny that his last three things have been things that are supposed to protect you. And they end up in... it. You know, bringing in more vulnerabilities. So, 
Oh, yeah. The, schaden, the schadenfreude of fucking over, like, security products. Like, finding security vulnerabilities in security products is the best. Like, with, uh, with people that find exploitable bugs in, like, data loss prevention things. That's so meta. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, because it's like, oh, you're, you're trying to be more secure? Oh, isn't, isn't that cute? You're insecure now. Yeah, it, there, there's a uh, exhibit joke in there somehow. Yeah, yo dog. It's kind of <laughs> like uh, you know when you when you download like uh, script kitty malware tools that have malware built into them. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can't ever trust an antivirus when it comes to anything that's hacking related because it'll flag it as malware. Uh, rightfully oh, yeah. so. So you don't know if it's actually a le legit thing or if it's just you know, and you put a metasploitable for example on your computer. And it's Windows, and you have an antivirus. All of that shit's going to be flagged as malware, because if it were on your computer and you were a victim of, uh, I said metasploitable, metasploit project. Sorry, if if you know you're a victim of uh, someone using metasploit, then of course you want that detected. But if you are the one running metasploit, you don't want all of this shit flagged. But what if you downloaded it and maybe their website was compromised and there is actual malware? You'll never know uh, unless you compile from source or just not use Windows or an AV. So, yeah. It's real fun. Real fun. I, I think this one was probably one of the best uh, finds, in my opinion, because uh, it, it's a case of where they're taking Chrome... Uh, which has an entire team developing, uh, like, developed to to secure that fucking browser, and you inherently made it insecure. Same with the whole Trend Micro shit. They were using Chromium for that that password vault that was Node based. <laughs> I mean, it, oh. it, this shit just blows my mind. What they're doing, you're honestly better just not using an antivirus. And just don't download shit. Just don't do it. Just go to Ninite.com and install your essential applications. And go to the vendor site and download just legitimate products. Stop downloading free shit. <laughs> if you need something to convert a, a media file, don't go Google convert MOV to WMV. Go to <laughs> don't do it. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> If you do, download that and run it through Cuckoo's Sandbox first. Or something. I don't know. It's insane. But yeah. Thanks, Tavis, for another insightful look into the company that's supposed to be protecting us and how they make us insecure. I, I, I do like the way he, he writes. Um, like, looking at the, the page where he posted this and all of his updates... Yeah, he's very straightforward. He said, I've attached a working exploit for this issue. I haven't received an acknowledgement or response for Komodo, so I sent this reply. FYI, I still haven't gotten a response. The same origin <laughs> policy is basically basically disabled for all of your customers, which means there is no security on the web. Dot, 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 dot. This is about as bad as it gets. If the impact <laughs> isn't clear to you, please let me know. This vulnerability is bad enough to start paging people. And he has exploit.html attached. 
which is just a real simple like little JavaScript it, yes. function. It's it's <clears> super <throat> simple. Like yeah, one it's of this little cookie stealer. Yeah, yeah, it's one of it, yeah. It, it's trivial and uh I don't I don't understand like there should be some kind of repercussions for a company selling something that claims to be secure and being the complete opposite. Luckily, you know, this dude found it. I mean, you know, this could have been exploited by someone else beforehand. We will never know. Um, it, it's just really, it's really sad state of security that we have. Like, how the fuck is that? Why do you disable that shit? Why? Why? Like, what? I have, I have no idea. I mean, maybe there was some whack ass feature they wanted to have that required disabling it, but. Well, if they're hijacking DNS and doing all kinds of fucky shit like that, anyways. Uh, they may have been trying to fucking just, hey, we'll protect you from everyone else. <laughs> well, but it's, it's, what, it's homogenized. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like the example, I mean, it's, it's like every other example of, you know, this is driven by uh, product managers and marketing teams and things like that. Like, oh, what should we bundle for end users? Oh, some secure browser, you know? And they hand it off to, like, a development team who, it's not like a bunch of guys who, like, love hacking love security it's a bunch of people that responded to a job posting some fucking where on linkedin or whatever looking for looking for dev, like devs or something to do some sort of chrome spin-off and they didn't hire people that are passionate about security that's basically what it boils down to it's completely corporate it's not driven by no, the I desire to make something secure it's driven by the desire to push something to customers what what else i found is funny is like in that thread of trying to report this to the to komodo they actually like the fix they implemented didn't fix the actual bug right it just like (laughs) fixed the specific you know thing he was calling in his proof of concept (laughs) yeah yeah and that's that's something that was that, that you'll see a lot of times with that disclosure process is that oh it's fixed because we looked at your exploit and we blocked your specific exploit, not the actual hole, you know? Uh, right. It, Band-aid. But that's the thing. It's like, why are you... I, I don't know. It just, to me, it seems like if you're, if you're doing this product, then you need to have a team that's capable of pulling off the product. And there should be repercussions for it. Like, if they're going to try to make fucking laws to where it's draconian to secure us... Why don't they make some fucking laws that, uh, you know, regulate the fact that these people are making insecure products and selling it as secure? If you really give a shit, lawmakers, about our infrastructure and cybersecurity, then fucking uh, go after the people who are doing this exact type of shit, this bullshit, where they're f- like, oh, we're going to go after security researchers instead of the people who are supposed to be securing our shit and making us insecure inherently by fucking packaging these bullshit features that no one really asked for. Well, they don't mind. They're the ones that want backdoors into encryption anyway. I know. It, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's no real... Like, go look at Ben Carson's fucking proposal for cybersecurity shit and you're going to just cry. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, luckily there's no chance of him being elected, but I'm just saying, like, he's the only one that I'm aware of a candidate that has a cybersecurity policy out right now. And I will say this, like, like, props to their design team for his campaign because it's a really nice PDF 
<laughs> I'd say like half of the pages, like there's full page pictures of him, uh, which I thought was really like condescending and stupid. <laughs> this is a security proposal document, and you Look have you have like an entire page with him sitting on a chair, looking off into the distance. That's black and white, <laughs> with a quote of himself in the center of the of the image. But yeah. Fun stuff, uh, Zandy. What's what do you uh, have for a news item? Oh, I've got some stuff I found. So, I just ran across this right now, and it's really long, so I didn't read all of it. I kind of skimmed it, but there is this little uh, research thing that Palo Alto Networks put out about some uh, Scarlet Mimic uh, thing they found, and it's basically, um, you know, it's not confirmed, but it's a lot of malware that targets uh, some very specific activists in China and Russia. And it's been going on for years, since at least 2009. So it looks like it's probably state-sponsored, but you know they, they don't say for sure. And it's just another example of uh, states attacking activists and people that are trying to change things. So it's another example of control. but. Some of the actual technical details of this is, uh, I don't, I didn't see anything that made it look like they were focusing on Linux. You know, this, it was all Windows and Mac OS X for the most part. Um, OS X, you plebe. OS X, yeah, whatever the fuck. Okay, <laughs> look, I'm not putting that kind of money into a laptop, so I don't care. Um, Run a Hackintosh. Yeah. I've got enough hobbies. I don't know. Run Lindos. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What do these guys do? Yeah. So they would. Uh, they would basically plant malware on people's systems with a combination of spear phishing attacks and watering hole attacks, right? So they would send an email to a specific target, crafted such that, you know, the person that got it would want to open it, where they have like, a document in there about something rather. And the exploit document would, you know, just be another old ass like uh, Microsoft Office exploit where the victim opens it, it, it tries to plant malware, and if it can, then it'll open a, you know, safe version of the document so they don't suspect anything. Um, the CVEs that Palo Alto says they've identified are all fucking old. The newest one is 2012. Wow. So this is almost entirely like social engineering kind of where you just, you know, try to trick them and get lucky to install the malware. And even then, um, I'm not sure if the malware was super advanced, but it was definitely something that was being actively developed for years. So there's definitely a lot of resources that went into this to try and get a bunch of information from various activists. And one of the interesting turns was... Uh, some Android malware that they found. So uh, you were starting to see these attackers not just focus on like people's Windows machines and whatever, but also try and get some stuff off of phones. And um, well, that makes this... sense for activists, especially. Um, oh yeah, mobile oh, yeah. attacks would be the way to do it. <laughs> With reliance yeah. on Signal and Telegram and shit like that. Well, it um it, it depends because this was targeting. Uh, one of the targets was Tibetan activists in China and 
you know, you've got to know your target. So how many, like, how many Tibetan activists use Android smartphones versus laptops? Like, if you want to infiltrate those organizations, does it make sense to go after Android phones? Do you want to go after dumb phones? Do you want to do something else? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty damn easy to find, too. All you need is one number from the person. Uh, I mean, what are they realistically going to use if they have a smartphone? It's going to be Android or iOS. Uh, right. Just Probably add, Android because it's cheaper. Exactly. And so you look at iOS, you just add that number as a contact, and it'll let you know if they're an iPhone because you'll have FaceTime options and shit like that. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's... It'll it's automatically know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like how Signal, nice. if someone gets Signal installed on their phone, and it'll send a message out to all the contacts saying, XYZ is on Signal, send them a message. <laughs> like Yeah, you can pull up your contact, or you, in Signal you can pull up contacts, and it'll show you everybody that has Signal installed. Yeah. Yep. But this yeah, nice. so this is a, this is a big, well-funded malware campaign. It also targeted, I think, some. Uh, it was weird because it sounded like it also targeted Russian activists and Russian FSB agents. So I'm not sure what exactly is going on. I didn't read this full thing, so maybe I'm missing something. Huh. Maybe it was patriotic American surveillance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hashtag tango down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, So you said this is Palo Alto Networks that did this. Yeah, it looks like um, they were basically doing some kind of malware reversing. and. Well, I was going to ask you, does it say if it came from how they came across this? Um, I'm not familiar with their products. It sounds like they've got some kind of anti-malware and antivirus sort of shit and so i think some of that was like they got emails that had the malware in it as samples uh i think there was some sharing involving other companies yeah this is uh i I can almost guarantee you how they got this uh was from wildfire it's a really awesome that's what it is oh that's what it said okay yeah wildfire what it does is so you have your uh enterprise security platform from them and what you have is uh, your endpoint protection. You know, every enterprise has that deployed. Uh, it's basically uh, the enterprise version of your antivirus that you would have. Uh, but of course, it's going to have various enterprise-friendly features. Uh, but what this does is, uh, with their um, endpoint protection, it sends all of the the files that are, uh, you know, malware or whatever the fuck to wildfire and uh it does malware analysis uh on their cloud infrastructure and it's a kind of a dashboard and all the shit uh that every one of their clients globally uh all of that data is brought in so you can see it's not gonna tell you like if you're um you know some soda company it's not gonna tell you oh coca-cola uh specifically you know it's not gonna give that oh they have it as well but you can you can look and see well shit this isn't being uh you know seen on any other uh corporation you know this is some specific malware or or attack that's maybe targeted or maybe performed with inside knowledge that type of thing um a or or it can show you oh there's like thousands of other people who are affected by this 
It gives you analytics and insight into, uh, you know, the malware uh, that, uh, or just threats in general uh, across the globe. And so think about it in that perspective. They have access to uh, research malware that could be extremely uh, complex and targeted and uh, incredible. Like, say, if the Iranian government had uh, access to wildfire, they were a client, they would have seen Stuxnet, and that would have been detected long before Kaspersky got a hold of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think it's a really cool concept. Wildfire is, is really, really cool. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. I'm not necessarily endorsing people buy it. I'm just saying look at the technology and see how it works. I would love to see Threatbutt uh, release that this as an offering for their security <laughs> services. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'll, uh, I'll get in touch with my people and see what we can do. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Scarlet Mimic thing, it was pretty interesting. It was a cool read. Uh, it's a pretty long article. And it's, I mean, at the end, it's totally like, a, you know, read between the lines. It's a, hey, check out how awesome Palo Alto Network's wildfire is. You should buy it. But it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's some pretty impressive work, I got to say. They really, they really pulled this thing apart. Yeah, that just made it sound like I was a corporate shill even more. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I was thinking to myself, damn, did they pay you? Yeah, no, no. I Can just, I get paid? I got really excited when I learned about that product. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of companies out there that make really cool shit that if anything, uh, if anyone uses it or is it interested in using it, I'll, I'll sit there and talk about it for hours like I was a salesperson. Uh, but no, uh, I just think it's really badass. Uh, what was that one company, uh, Black Math? I, I, I always forget the name. Because we made a joke, it's like... I don't know. I don't want to insult them on the podcast, but you know what I'm talking about? No. It was that one that you talked about, like in Detroit a while back. Come on, I, I can't sit, sit there and talk specifics. Uh, Starts with a T. It's the security endpoint. The, the oh security yeah. Shit. Okay. What about them? What, what's their name? I forgot. But their products is really badass. Oh, Tanium. Tanium. Yeah. There you go. No. Yeah. Tan. No. It's Tanium and. I missed what it was, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, they're all over. Um, yeah, that was, that's a pretty cool looking. Uh... But I love that it uses peer to peer, like that's really clever and smart and innovative. Uh, thinking of a, a huge network, and you have your, you know, because like you might use WSUS. For yeah, like a mesh instead of a client server model. Yeah, like I wish Windows updates did that. Like I have, um, you know, WS uh, US set up, and you know that that's really awesome. Just as a cache, even you know, just for that, you could do a whole lot more with it. But just for having a cache where you just download Windows updates, uh, it uses it as almost like a proxy, and downloads the updates, and then it's cached there for the next client. So you don't have to download gigs of or terabytes of updates. Uh, you can just have one server and then disperse. But I love the idea of a peer-to-peer -peer model because then you could make all of your updates just bam. Oh, it would save so much time. And save yeah, like, like torrents. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, that's genius. Yeah, imagine if you could get, like, your update files in pieces like torrents from a bunch of different clients. 
Oh yeah, that would be that would be incredible. Someone needs to do that, but then they they would have to do it in a way to where. Fuck! If one of our <laughs> listeners does that and they make a lot of money, fuck is uh. better buy us lunch or something, man. Yeah, sponsor the fucking show. Put I want us in the VIP room. I want to get a black math of mic, so please sponsor. <laughs> yeah, buy me a mic, please. <laughs> and then. Uh, and then get a polygon a mic and a di- different internet connection so he could be on the show again. Yeah, just get polygon a, a fucking Mac and a mic or something. And yeah, he big so money. I think Mac at this point he just needs one. a phone, one step at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. God damn, he wanted us to call him on fucking Google Hangouts, so that he could be on the show because he couldn't figure out how to use Skype. That's just pitiful. But he used it the week before and it sounded yeah. all right. Yeah, and, and I shit you not. I don't know if y'all saw it, but uh, in 2005, he was on Hacknip Radio. That that The show that Mr. Chin, that we often just make fun of, of how shitty the sound quality is on it. And he, <laughs> I shit you not, sounded better on that fucking show 10 years ago than he did on our show. How the fuck is that even possible? How the fuck? How the fuck is that even possible? He sucks so much. Polygon, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alright, I got some news. Alright, go for it. Um, (sighs) Actually, that is perfect because uh, I've got some good news for all of you uh, single IT... Well, actually for all of you married IT folks computer geeks and uh listeners of shadowcast wait wait on... wait so just you're you're just saying singles in general then well, i was gonna say singles but actually this is probably gonna be more popular with the married ones <laughs> on uh yeah <laughs> do it do it <laughs> perfect because on valentine's day you can get pornhub premium for free Oh. No credit card, no strings, just free premium on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. So go to www.pornhub.com slash valentines. Oh, wow. So it's going to be a special night whether or not you're single or, uh, you know, in a relationship or pay for it or whatever you do. If you're single, you might, I don't know, maybe this might be too bummed out to fap. I don't know. Maybe maybe you could just go to episode two and make it a special Valentine's Day by learning <laughs> a little bit about NymphoSec. <laughs> NymphoSec. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Good to hear. So all of you porn viewers out there, uh, make sure that you don't download some shady malware and enjoy Pornhub Premium for one day only this this February 14th. That sounds incredible. Uh, wow, I, I'm glad to hear about that. That's you know they're probably going to make a lot of money off of that. Oh, probably. I mean, they wouldn't be doing that if they didn't see some sort of. Uh... You know what? Say what you want about porn and porn sites. I will say this: Pornhub has some amazing campaigns that they do. Uh, for like, remember how they were saying that they would donate a dollar for every like big tit porn video that was viewed on some breast cancer day? Like that's, <laughs> that's oh no 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 that's what they're they're gonna donate it all to Susan B Komen or whatever. 
And then they got all like butthurt about it and said that they didn't want the money from a porn site, so they gave it to like competing uh, breast cancer research orgs. Because no one should ever donate money to Susan uh, G or B or whatever the fuck it is, Coleman. Um, that's a very horrible nonprofit. So I'm glad Pornhub ended up donating it to a better charity. But they, they also did something for Planned Parenthood, too, if I remember right. Um, that's awesome. Uh, but the, the most impressive thing about their site, I mean, I honestly recommend everyone go to it. It's a completely safe for work uh, page. They don't, there's nothing porn related on here, uh, but you know, it'll still be blocked at work, hopefully due to the content filtering with the domain, but go to their, uh, Pornhub analytics. Uh, <laughs> they give you like, like analytical data on the porn viewing habits of the entire world. And for the United States, it breaks it up per state and shows you the most popular search terms and shit like that. And you would be surprised how many southern states uh, enjoy ebony porn. Just saying. <laughs> Apparently in India, ants are like a big deal. I don't understand. Like, auntie is like the, one of the top. Oh, not the insect. Yeah, no, no. Ants with a U. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this wow. is searching for ant porn in India? Is that what you think? <laughs> Jesus. No. I've been on the internet a long time. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> yeah, by ant porn at all. It's true. I, mean, I, I, I already assumed it existed. I wasn't really shocked by your statement. Well, it's rule 34. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's such a cool breakdown of the way that uh, everything works. It's called Pornhub Insights. <laughs> and uh, so, for example, and it's a blog. And, again, this is all safe for work. So for their t uh, 2015 year in review... They actually gave a infographic. They use 1.892 petabytes. They stream 75 gigabytes per second. Uh, and uh, five, I mean, no, 4.3 billion hours of porn were watched on Pornhub. Uh, which, uh, that is 2.5 times longer than Homo sapiens have been on Earth. <laughs> well we did it folks <laughs> I also just discovered that ant porn does exist <laughs> oh god uh, they it does had... not look fun though 87.8 billion vi videos were viewed on Pornhub and Jesus. that's 12 videos viewed per person on earth um, <laughs> 21.2 billion visits. Uh, that's 2.4 million per hour, 40k per minute, and 6.7 thousand visits per second. Jesus Christ, those engineers must be fucking top quality. Holy shit. Like, imagine being a sysadmin at a porn website. You would have to deal with some serious load balancing. Uh, just... <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh, my God. I did not even mean to, you know... Uh. The most commented word was love. <laughs> um, love? Love, yes. A love conquers all? I guess so. Um, but yeah, the U.S. watched 
like in multiples like at least three times more porn than the rest of the world followed by the uk followed by india <laughs> <laughs> and their ants <laughs> um but here's the cool thing all right um how long does each country last <laughs> So, 9 minutes and 20 seconds are the average visit duration worldwide. Uh, in the Philippines, the average viewing time is 12 minutes and 45 seconds. The U.S. follows up with 9 minutes and 51. So, we're we're above average. Yay! <laughs> uh, followed by Australia, India, Canada, Netherlands, U.K., France, Sweden, Belgium, Mexico, Poland, Italy, Argentina, Russia, Germany, Spain, Brazil, Japan, Romania... Uh, what's the uh, shortest? What's the shortest ones? The shortest one is Cuba with five minutes and eleven seconds. Whoa. Uh, Mongolia. <laughs> They're busy. They got shit to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Mongolia had six minutes fifteen, and Kazakhstan was had six minutes and thirty eight. So there you go. Um, That's because in some of those places, isn't there like death penalty for watching porn? I'm sure. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a risky fap. Yeah. Um, oh god this will make you feel good black math the state that has the longest uh uh visits are hawaii with 10 minutes and 40 seconds but you know what fuck that i don't think that's necessarily reflective of the people who are uh you know from the state i think that that's a lot of visitors who are on vacation who are just trying to enjoy themselves so uh that's probably skewed there well there's a phenomenon called uh hawaiian time or hawaii time and uh, really, it's not a phenomenon. It's just that people. Uh, I thought that was a t- like time zone thing. Oh well, yeah, there, there's Hawaii Standard Time, but uh, people just don't like to rush and uh, take things at their own pace. So, uh, so when it comes to fapping in Hawaii, they just take it easy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, Mississippi is. Uh... The second, South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas. So it's almost like if you're a member of the uh, Southeastern Conference, then <laughs> you're going to last longer. It's just all southern states, basically. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Sticking out is uh, New Mexico and uh, Missouri and Hawaii. All of the rest of the top ten are all southern states. So there you go. Confederates love watching porn, I guess. Um, <laughs> states that last the shortest. Uh, <laughs> number one is our smallest state, uh, Rhode Island, followed by Utah, which made me laugh. <laughs> Utah, who uh, the DEA just said uh, that if they legalized pot, then there would be uh, rabbits getting high. Um we- <laughs> Louisiana comes in third, uh, followed by Massachusetts. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, and the most popular time of the day for people to watch porn is between 11 p.m. and 12 a.m. So, on that one hour? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like that's where it peaks. Um, you know, I wonder. So while we're recording Shadowcast. <laughs> yeah, what do you think I'm doing when I'm not dosing something? But I'm <laughs> But uh you're load balancing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, uh to wrap this story up, what's the most popular search terms worldwide? Uh-oh. 
Uh, number one was lesbian. Followed mm. by teen. Followed by step mom. Followed by <coughs> followed by interestingly. Uh oh, and on the side of this chart, they also have like you know on the stock tickers how they have when stocks are up and down, a little arrow. They have that. So lesbian went up a notch and teen went down. <laughs> like, I love this, but so you got lesbian and like this is almost a sentence. I'm not kidding you. Like the top ones I want to say is a sentence. So this lesbian teen mom stepmom cartoon milf walked in the bar the other day. Uh, <laughs> cartoon is is the cartoon? is the fourth, and it's gone what? up and it's gone up four four positions this year. So. And it's not, and hentai's uh, actually in the top as well, but it went down one. So I guess what this is is, uh, you know, an emergence of uh, Americans or English-speaking audiences who aren't aware of hentai or don't like the anime per se, looking for like I guess Rule Thirty Four of Family Guy characters or some shit like that. Yeah, like Disney princesses and. I actually had a friend who. Roger had Rabbit. Yeah, I had a friend who had. Uh, who had looked at Disney porn on his computer, and I uh, <laughs> grabbed his phone, and I added myself under the contacts for his mom. Uh, and this is with flip phones, so you didn't have like conversation grouping, you know. And I texted, you know, this it comes from mom, and it was like, hey, I got on the computer and I saw that you looked at Disney porn. What we need to talk about this, <laughs> and. Uh, and I sent this, and a few like seconds later, I look at him as he looks at his phone, and he just instantly gets super depressed. He just his entire mood changed. <laughs> and and I said, I can't believe that you would do this. Like, you, do you realize that you and I spent hours watching these movies together? And then <laughs> he was feeling so fucking like like bad and depressed and dreading going home. And then I never told him it was me. I just, oh. yeah. To this day. No, never, never have ever told him, and never will. He doesn't listen to the show. But yeah, uh, that, this is the same kid that ended up having the FBI go to their house on Christmas Eve because they made a bomb threat to the White House because they didn't what? know. Yeah, because I, I spoke about it in a previous episode. Same kid that he. I told him the number to the White House, and like he shows some friend of his to make him like look cool. And then the the kid <laughs> calls the number and says, "No, this ain't this isn't the White House." Calls him and says, uh, "I'm gonna bomb you." On the oh. on on the other kid's cell phone, the kid I'm talking about. So he's the one who got in trouble. Uh, so yeah, wasn't the brightest kid. Obviously jerking off to like Disney porn and making threats at the White House. Jesus. But yeah, so uh, that's that's porn for you right there. Uh, how they have one on the gaining searches. This is interesting. I, I almost want to know what this is. It's a it's a I've never heard of of this type of porn before. Giantess. Oh, um, is that <laughs> like the? Already knows everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. He yeah. <laughs> Anytime I feel like I'm some I'm kind a connoisseur. of I'm like some kind of dirty bastard that I know things because of Wikipedia, I, all I have to do is talk to Black Math and he's experienced it firsthand. <laughs> yeah. No, I know some people that work in the adult industry and like there's a there's a genre of uh, porn where it's like point of view, but your your point of view as the viewer is 
like you're like you're tiny, like you're a midget. And <laughs> what the actress does is like they'll wear like heels or whatever and like stomp around on like little miniature cities or things, you know. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And like if if you're and if you work in the adult industry, you can make money by like stepping, stomping around on a bunch of little things. And some dude's gonna whack it to that. Wait. It's like Power Ranger porn. Like they're fighting, like you know when they'd go crush cardboard cities. Is that what you're talking about? Like that same yeah, idea? Yeah, so it's like like yeah, so it's like point of view, but your point of view is of like a little tiny person. Oh, Holy shit! That is incredible. Like now I understand why it's such a like people aren't looking at that. Like there's not a huge influx of people wanting to fap to that. They they just want to see this shit. Like, no, I don't know if that's giantess porn i mean there could be like porn where it's just very large women like amazonian yeah porn. yeah i don't know but that's the number one top search one. Second is celebrity sex tape because i guess that's something yeah. that we're, we're we're giving a shit again but oh my god they have like <laughs> like the bill cosby sex tape that came out <laughs> oh i'm sorry but this i just saw something on this post that i have <laughs> Just died laughing at. Oh my god, this I can't believe the thing. Sorry, I got game my composure here because this is so fucking funny. Oh my god. Alright, so as the PC police has oh god, here we go. revitalized uh the reality and made it to where we have this fat acceptance campaign and where we should accept all body types. It's no surprise that BBW content has gone up 47% since 2013. So Pornhub has an entire analytics section on BBW content. (laughs) (laughs) And it's called Big Beautiful Data. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe that's a real thing. Oh shit! You need to post this to uh, the Data Is Beautiful subreddit. <laughs> yes, there are tons of fucking uh, just an analytical breakdown. Oh my god! I don't know if I can keep it together to say this next part. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's losing it. So Sandy, you and I need some uh, sound effects. <laughs> Oh, when he's incapacitated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is his. Oh, oh my god. god! I'm so sorry. I gotta edit this. Oh god! Don't oh, edit been, this out. I'm just dying. Like there's tears rolling down my face. Well, give us an example. I can't even say this. It's so like oh god. Okay. Whew. Okay, alright. <clears throat> so. <laughs> Damn it, stop. Get it together, man. The continents. <laughs> the continents that search for BBW porn the most. Uh, Africa searches more, 65% more than any other continent for BBW Africa? porn. <laughs> Africa? Africa. <laughs> The subcontinents. I'm gonna list off the tub, the 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 the, the top subcontinents, and here they go: Western Africa, 
Northern Africa, Eastern Africa, <laughs> Middle Africa, <laughs> Central Asia, the Caribbean, South, uh, Southern Asia, and Southern uh, Southern America. Go figure. Then Northern America, Central America, and then after that, it's just like those are all of the subcontinents that search for it to more than the rest of them. Uh, the 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 um. The least likely subcontinent to search for BBW porn is, is Eastern Asia. So, the most is... Like China? I, uh, I guess that's how they... Yeah. Uh, Canada's not fond at all, really. Uh, really? Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, dude. Like, if you see this map, it... Oh, God. It's, uh... It, it goes from, I shit you not, it goes from like a, a, a Caucasian beige color to a really, really dark like chocolate color. And that's how this graph shows uh, who's more or less likely to search for BBW porn. Uh, so, <laughs> the, the more chocolate looking the color is, the more... Uh, I, I, I couldn't make this graph. up. I couldn't make this up. This is all real. You can look this up. This is so... Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is bad. And, and the states that search for it the most are southern states. Like Georgia's number one. <laughs> followed, oh. followed by Mississippi, Kentucky. And then D.C. for all of the politicians thinking about the porkers back home. Uh, then... Alabama, North Carolina, and West Virginia, Louisiana, Tennessee, Arkansas, and then <laughs> and then oddly Oregon is next. Whoa! Again, Hawaii is the least likely to search for BBW porn. Huh? So there you go. It's crazy. That's that's a hysterical breakdown of of porn. I don't know. It's just really interesting to see uh, the. The the because if you think about it, like porn, people's porn usage, that's gonna be more like a porn site's gonna be, uh, you know, if if you have frequent users, a porn site's gonna know more about that person than a lot of other sites are, because that's gonna be who they fucking really are. Let <laughs> <laughs> your true colors fly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of course, here at Shadow Systems. We uh, encourage everyone to be secure and safe while browsing the web. Don't go to porn sites. Those are bad for you. Just look at porn analytics. That should be porn enough. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, we spent a lot of time on that news story. Hell, that could have just been the yeah. main topic for us as much as I care. That was entertaining. I, I kind of want them to have like one of those uh, animated maps like uh, Norse does for ddos attacks but for like each time each time somebody searches yeah yeah just like uh and that would be cool to get trending real-time information on porn usage like see if some world event uh impacts people's porn usage like <laughs> like imagine if you had this kind of analytical data on 9-11 <laughs> and oh. you could have just known like lewis ck does that whole thing where like he judged, uh, what was it? He's like doing some judging based off of, yeah, he judges how bad of a person you are based off of 
how long after 9-11 you oh, masturbated. Yeah. <laughs> and he claims that he, he that he did it in between the towers falling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I really think it would be interesting to see if that's, if, if like, there was a drop in usage during that time. Like, people well, were the, mourning. There was something I remember. One of the porn sites had something where... Uh, last Super Bowl or the one before during halftime, they had a huge spike. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh, man. That's I'm my own halftime show. <laughs> it was funny, too, because it was, it was the state of the losing team. It was some lopsided game. I Beware Carol what just turned Super off the game. party you attend. Yeah, no shit. I was... I was invited to an awesome one uh, at the venue who hosts DHA. They're going to have all kinds of, like, fucking crab cakes, like, really badass food for free. All free food. And then $1 drinks, like, for the Super Bowl oh. party. Like, instead of going and spending 20 bucks, uh, just having some wings and one beer, you could just get utterly shit-faced and have free food at a uh, family karaoke in DFW. For uh, for Super Bowl, so that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I but, should fly down just for that. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but I will more than likely be at Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, turning off the TVs. Turning off the TVs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see the Super Bowl in Thank DFW, you. do not go to Buffalo Wild Wings because you may be affected by uh, my trolling this Super Bowl. Would you broadcast like Pornhub videos during halftime? <laughs> I don't have that ability. It's just an infrared blaster. So, oh, like a TV be gone? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a souped up one. And uh, we, we did that for uh, Super Bowl a couple of years back. Uh, and a couple of people ended up leaving over it. But <laughs> I have some video. I've never released the video, actually. But it's of the Buffalo Wild Wings employee. He just turns on all of the TVs right behind him at the bar and puts the remote up like he has to stretch up and put it on top of this like cooler <laughs> and then they go they all go out within like a second of him doing that oh, no. <laughs> and he just looks up That's at that evil. and sighs and crosses his arms and turns and just looks square at me <laughs> <laughs> looks for the dude laughing his ass off <laughs> yeah Oh, it was so hard to keep from like keep my composure. Um, Keith was next to me, and we were trying to have a conversation and pretend like we weren't, you know, even paying attention to what was going on. It was super difficult to pull off, but yeah. Uh, you should. Uh, can you like <laughs> increase the power of the transmitter? Yeah, yeah. You can do it from like the parking lot. Uh, that's not really. It's not so much the trans the transmission there well, really comes out to line of sight. Right, but you know it, it's infrared lights. So, I mean, if you had super fucking bright ones going on that wavelength, then yes. But I don't know if those even exist uh, at all because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's even possible. I uh, what, the, what kind of range you could get? Like the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, around here, it's. Uh, in a shopping mall and so like two sides of the buffalo wild wings are like open to the mall basically 
Oh yeah, you could do it there, easy. I mean, what kind of distance, like? You can go through windows, like say uh, downtown Lafayette. Yeah, these don't even have glass in the windows, like the part that's oh open to the mall. Yeah, yeah, you're good then. Like I, I've been able to take out TVs just by being on the sidewalk and like putting it up to the window and taking out TVs in a bar I wasn't even in and just kept doing it. And there was one where they <laughs> they they were closing and I and I was just standing outside and uh, they turned off the TV and then I turned it back on. And I just kept doing that, and, they were, and the poor girl just—you could tell she had just closed up and wanted to go home, and she kept fighting with the TV. And finally, she just said "fuck it" and left. And so I turned it <laughs> off. And so by the time she got out front to look at the TV, because I saw her look at the fucking TV, you know, from outside of the the building, and then it was off, and she just kind of paused and looked at it and stuck her head up. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was too far away to turn it back on again, though, because I thought that would be great just to have it turn on when she's just looking at it. <laughs> but yeah, you can get some decent range. Uh, it just—it's basically you—you have a light, and those receivers have to see that light at yeah. that wavelength and the and the pattern of light that's going out. So, <clears throat> like a flashlight, like an LED flashlight. If you could have an infrared that was infrared light that was on the right wavelength there. Then that would be perfect. Yeah, you could do it outside easily. Uh, that would actually be way better. But I don't know if that even if something that bright exists. The ones I have are pretty powerful, though. I mean, it, it you can do it from across a building easily. So, oh, if you could get something like huge and powerful enough, basically be like a TV EMP almost. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that what it that's what it ends up being. You just like going to a electronic store with. Uh, TVs up against the wall, uh, you will just laugh your ass off at just how. Like Best Buy? Yeah, yeah. Best Buy, Fries, I've done it both. Best Buy is the best because they don't actually have employees who know what the fuck they're talking about. At Fries, <laughs> they have a knowledgeable staff, you know? Uh, at Best Buy, you know, it, and there's something just so magical. Like, I can't explain it. It's just you're walking down a fucking hallway of, t of TVs. And it's you pressing a button, and you just took out every fucking TV all at once. <laughs> it's just something so powerful and badass about it. I don't know. I don't understand why I, I enjoy it so much, but it's so entertaining <laughs> to see someone mid-sales pitch, and the fucker just turns off, and he's dumbfounded. <laughs> and, and the people are looking around, and all their TVs are going out and turning back on and turning off. Uh, it, it's, it's so much fun. But what I hate is when I'm at a bar. Like, I was doing this with my phone. Uh, I have an HTC One M8, so it's got an infrared blaster. Uh, so the problem you'll have with these is that if you turn off, like I said, there's three TVs <clears throat> up against a wall at a bar. You, you'll take out, like, two of them. And, and then the center one will be the motherfucker that didn't get, like, it didn't pick it up. And so, as you're trying to turn the TVs on and off, it's just like, one's always going to be one that's not turned on. It's going to be like, oh, I'm going to try to get it. I'm going to turn it off. Oh, fuck no. I, t I turned the others back on, and now that one's off. So, that's something you deal with. I took out some TVs during one of the bowl games, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I got a better reaction out of the bowl games than I did for the Super Bowl. People get oh, yeah. really pissed college off. Football, man. Yeah, I think people give a shit more about college football than they do the Super Bowl a lot of times. But uh, you're going to have a lot of fun with that shit, actually. 
uh, at CES one year, someone took a TV Beyond, I think it was The Verge, and while people were like demoing their, their new TVs, Samsung had made like the largest OLED TV ever. <clears throat> and they were like uh, doing this big unveil. And they kept turning off their TV in the middle of their fucking thing. So everyone, the press is just looking at it like the shit's not working yet. <laughs> and it was just them doing it. And they, they were just taking out TVs everywhere. That's like the best place in the entire world to take out TVs like that is that fucking CES. <laughs> it's incredible. But yeah, that that's like one of the most fun trolling devices I have ever come across uh is is the superpower tv be gone but then also having your phone now, i used to carry the tv be gone with me everywhere and and i always have it in my car in my trunk i have that in the jammer so what you do with <laughs> what you do is you take out their tvs then you turn on the jammer and they can't turn their tvs back on <laughs> but the jammers uh, uh like leds aren't as bright <clears throat> as the TV begins, so it doesn't jam effectively. If you're within close range, like a few feet, oh yeah, you've got that shit taken care of. But if it's, uh, you know, as far of a distance that you could actually use the TV begone, then it, it's not gonna work with the shit. But I would like to see uh, the TV begone type thing be used with uh, projectors, because that's what's really funny to take out. Uh, a lot of your sports <laughs> bars have the big screen and it's a fucking projector. Um, taking that out means that the whole fucking thing takes like, you know, that's going to be at least a 30 second ordeal to get that fucking projector back on. Because, uh, you know, projectors have a, a pretty big turn off and turn on time. Uh, but if you could have projectors integrated with that, it's game over. Uh also, another thing with that is the jukebox remotes. Uh, I was I researched the local bars in the area to get their fucking uh, jukeboxes, the brand, and there was one in particular, but it was going to cost me 100 bucks to get the remote, and I was so tempted to buy it. Imagine if you could just go to any bar and not have to pay a dime, but could skip over all these people's tracks that you didn't want to hear. God, that'd be nice. Yeah, and turn the volume up and down. Uh and turn it on when it's off that's the thing that i wanted to do so when people are doing live performances you just fucking turn on the jukebox and play a song and, oh. and then they're they're really pissed i've heard <laughs> i've had first-hand experience with that uh where i use the mobile app because a lot of people apparently are unaware that there's mobile apps for these jukeboxes uh they just go stand in line and just put in cash and and they get like one thing where you pay an extra credit to play the song next if you have a mobile app you can have unlimited play next you just pay a little extra and you could just have a whole playlist that's yours that you can dominate the jukebox with for as long as you want to pay and man i i did like every version of bohemian rhapsody that was on that jukebox so covers i did the queen version the glee version <laughs> Weird Al's polka version, and then they turn off the jukebox when a, a salsa version started playing. <laughs> so the one song that you will have the entire bar unite and singing with, I actually was able to turn the venue against the number one like 
everyone loves Bohemian Rhapsody and everyone sings along at a bar when they play it. And after you've heard this seven minute song, <laughs> then covered by Glee, and which instantly pisses off everyone. If you play a Glee cover oh at a fucking bar, People are ready to fight. <laughs> Holy shit. God bless internet jukeboxes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I found a lot of them have it to where you can't play the same song in a row. That's why I did covers. So that <laughs> it's like a little hack around that, you know? And that's why I was so happy that Glee was a thing. Because you could play a song and have, like, oh, the, the song... Uh, the journey the small town girl song what's the actual don't stop believing yeah from journey playing that song at a pool hall one night uh had everyone all like into it and then i played the glee cover <laughs> and then i played the journey song again then the glee cover and i just i did it like six times <laughs> and, and that's something that you do not want to do from a jukebox because people will remember that you were the last fucker that went to that jukebox and we'll kick your ass. So that's where those mobile phones come into play. I just fucking went to the pool table and I was relishing in the anger that I was causing. You can visibly see people upset and sighing. But there was a dude at the pool table next to me when when the when the fucking song for the fourth time ended. <laughs> and he said, I swear to fucking God, if it's that same fucking song, I'm gonna lose my shit. And then all of a sudden you hear Dun, 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 playing and uh, and I, I thought he was going to break his pull stick he threw that shit down and he just went up to the bar and he was like just so insistent on them doing something about it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was at this bar one time and there was this shitty cover band playing and uh, I looked over and the jukebox was still on and it wasn't many people who went to this bar there was probably like 15 people in the bar at the time with this shitty band playing. Uh, and uh, so no one had played the jukebox. It's one of those places where like the jukebox actually turns off at some point because there's like, and then those people who'll be like, Hey, someone go put a dollar in the jukebox, you know, that type of bar because it wasn't that big. Uh, and I look over and I was like, shit, the uh, jukebox is on. <laughs> they didn't turn it off. So I pull out my phone, and I and I pay for ABBA's Dancing Queen to play in the middle of this like alternative rock cover band, and they're playing, and the music just starts picking up and getting louder, <laughs> and it gets to the chorus when they stop playing, and the and the lead singer throws his hands up in the air, and he starts yelling at the bartender, "If you didn't want us to fucking play, you could have just told us," and he puts his guitar down. <laughs> And then, oh my god. And I've got this smile on my face, and then when that happens, I just look straight ahead <laughs> at the bar and start sipping my beer. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and she's sitting there just like, I don't know what happened. I didn't do it. He's like, fucking bullshit, man. You could just been honest. And she's scrambling to find the remote to turn it off. They had no fucking clue how that jukebox just started playing. And... Uh, the the musician was so pissed off for the rest of the night. You could just like his face just changed after that. Like uh, it was it was pretty incredible. Uh, oddly enough, uh, right at, like shortly after that, I saw this dude I hadn't seen in years uh, when I was younger. Um, he was this really cool guy uh, that I didn't even know his real name. 
I, I just knew him as like uh, I don't even remember. He had a cool name like 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 a I, one word name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he he was just a really badass guy. He, he like feels bub. It wasn't like that. It was something like I don't flea. Know, huh? Like flea? No, that's a badass name. I don't know. <laughs> it, it it was something like I don't know. I don't know. It was way cool. It was not coder. No. He, he just had a really fucking cool name. And, uh, anyways, he gets up there when the dude's doing a Weezer song. Uh, the make-believe, uh, from Weezer. And, and the, and the dude says, hey, man, uh, when it, when it gets to the chorus, let me freestyle, uh, over it. Don't do the chorus. Uh, or, or maybe, no, he had him do the chorus, and then he, he rapped the verses. That's what it was. And this was all freestyle. And holy shit, man, it was incredible. I wish I would have recorded that. Because he, he did this complete, like, uh, I, I don't know. He said it was a freestyle, but you could tell this dude just made, wrote these fucking lyrics and memorized them. Uh, it, it was just an opportunity for him to do it. Uh, but it was incredible. So not only did I get to troll the band, I also got to see, like, a really amazing real-life mashup just spontaneously occur. So that was a good news story. <laughs> oh man fuck the news we need to get to our main topic yeah we, we might just do news and not do a main topic because fuck this yeah we do have a lot of yeah. shit yeah i mean i've got another one I, i've got one here that uh that's really awesome uh, i'm sure y'all heard about this uh yahoo was sued over their employee ranking system and i did not hear about this and their and the an actual anti-male discrimination <laughs> that's right Ooh. we're finally getting our fucking defenses out we've been held back for too long yeah uh <laughs> no but honestly like most of the cases that you hear this kind of thing you're like shut the fuck up you know what i'm saying like dudes oh, are like the men's rights yeah yeah <laughs> like i am oh, the dumb. most privileged person in the world because i am a white male uh I have no real complaints that are valid about life in general. Uh, so I, I feel like every time you hear this kind of shit, it's just like rolling your eyes and being like, really, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> we, we really don't have issues that we have to deal with, you know? Like, shut the fuck up. But uh, this is actually a, a, a legit deal where... Uh, <laughs> Um, so basically this is, this is, uh, a dude who used to work there, uh, and, uh, he, he got fired, um, and, uh, and so he's suing over their performance ranking system and over this whole, uh, uh, anti-male discrimination. But, uh, what, what the key with this is, is that the, uh, in the organization, the media organization, um, who's that new, uh, Kathy, uh, the chief, the chief marketing officer, Kathy, Kathy Savitt, uh, when she began at Yahoo, top managers in the media org were less than 20% female. The complaint states, uh, that three years later, they were more than 80% female. So... Holy shit. I mean, Whoa. that's kind of an obvious thing going on there. That's not... I mean, what, what's the likelihood of that occurring? 
uh, just spontaneously. Not not to shit on like women and working in tech or marketing or whatever, but that just doesn't seem uh, normal. Equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just doesn't like that dramatic of a change does in fact seem like there's uh, female uh, or you know gender favoritism there. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, what they what the ranking system is that uh, the employees are ranked between 0.0 and 5.0 and then they have separate categories that they call buckets that are labeled uh, greatly exceeds exceeds achieves occasionally misses and misses it's <laughs> <laughs> such like greatly exceeds exceeds and achieves. That just sounds stupid as hell to me, but whatever. Uh, Welcome to HR. Yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, this ranking system uh, is is where uh, they they had like to do their performance reviews and shit like that. And if you didn't get around to doing them all, then they would just default to zeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> So, like, for, for example, I haven't had my performance review for this uh, year yet. Uh, so, if at the end of this month, if I were a Yahoo employee, then I would have just been given a zero. Even though I probably earned a solid two out of five, I, I would get a zero. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And uh, one little thing here is... Uh, at, at Shadowcast, we support, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies and the dark webs and uh, uh, terrorists using Signal uh, and shit like that. So we, we, we of course, were also uh, following closely the, the Silk Road saga. And uh, we've talked about it a bit on the show and... I'm sure most of the listeners are very familiar with it, but um, there last year uh, he was uh, charged. Uh, it was uh, Sean Bridges, a former Secret Service agent that was involved in the Silk Road case as an investigator. Um, what, what he ended up doing was uh, he stole $800,000 worth of bitcoins from Silk Road and, and transferred them to his own account. Um, and so after he got caught doing this, uh, federal agents seized, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, and he was uh, sentenced, and he had to pay half a million dollars in restitution, uh, which I think that's bullshit, because it's like, hey, we shut down this illegal website, you need to pay us a half a million dollars for all of our fucking pain and suffering. Like, if it were a company, the money would go to the company. <laughs> <laughs> but since this is an illegal drug operation, it's just more money for the government. <laughs> but um, he, yeah, he pled guilty and everything. Uh, and he's—I don't know—he's supposed to go to court, and uh, he tried to uh, leave the country uh, because you know they probably didn't find all of his uh, shit, uh, and uh, they found uh, that where he. Uh, God damn it. Um, yeah, so so when he was arrested for trying to flee, they found that he had his passport, cell phone, documents related to his wife's application for citizenship in another country, which they didn't specify. 
and corporate records for at least three offshore entities in Belize, uh, Navis, I guess. I don't know. I've never heard of that fucking country. I need to plug. I can't see. I can't say the last two countries. Holy shit, that's awful. I need to go back to school. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the con- uh, one of the companies had been created after uh, he pled guilty, um, and so they found uh, a MacBook uh, with a serial number scratched off and bulletproof vest. <laughs> It's <laughs> not a gun, Jesus. Yeah, and 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 they thought that one of the vests were actually stolen from the Secret Service. So, uh, <laughs> if he was trying to make a case that he wasn't trying to flee, it doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, it was just vacation. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I always carry a, a fucking bulletproof vest stolen from the Secret do, Service. All you have to do is say it was somebody else's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that, Florida that, man. Yeah, that vest isn't mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither is the crack, uh, but the condom is definitely <laughs> mine. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the money. It's and my money. brother's pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, I do have a, a fun little Florida man for y'all. Oh uh, well, well, th- don't you have another news uh, story, Black Mass, before we? Oh, yeah, I got one. Since we're just um, doing news this week, we might as well embellish. Uh, so, <laughs> for all of you sysadmins out there, now you know, life can be rough dealing with customers. We all know uh, how unruly they can get or frustrated they can be, and you're the ones that are talking them down and bringing them back to the world of uh, serenity. Well... <laughs> Not if you're a uh, Dell technician <clears throat> named, uh, oh, actually, they don't give the Dell technician's name. Anyway, the headline is, sysadmin held at gunpoint by man demanding he fix his computer. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, well, was this at home or at all in an office? Uh, I think it was at home. Yeah, it was at home. So, Joseph, quote, unquote, Joe, Nestor Mondello, well, last month for allegedly refusing to let a Dell technician leave his house to get a part he said he needed to fix Mandela's computer. Pointed a gun at him and ordered him to fix the computer lest he kill him. Oh my god. Oh, what would you do? What would you fucking do? Hey, I need to run out and get some RAM for you real quick. No, motherfucker. <laughs> fix my shit before you leave. Uh, <laughs> fix it or die. Fuck. Okay. Um. Shit. How do I do you this? Some one? cardboard laying around. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I should just plug my laptop to his monitor and say it's fixed. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, so this is in Arlington County, Virginia. Um, it was on December 28th, around 11 a.m., when the computer tech showed up at the house trying to fix a computer. Um, police said that the tech told Mondello that he needed to leave to get a part to fix the computer. Um, and that apparently just sent the guy over the edge. <laughs> he became furious and clearly agitated, telling the tech that you're not leaving this house until the computer is fixed. Oh my God. Then Mondello left the room returning with what looked like a gun held at his side. 
And then he started pacing back and forth, making threats along the lines of, I'm going to kill you slowly. Oh, with a gun. Does that mean he's going to start <laughs> shooting you with your feet and work his way up? Damn. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ. Maybe it was an airsoft and he was just going to have to shoot you so many times <laughs> for the pellets to like actually kill you. Makes that really bitchy lady on the phone seem like a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess the the guy's wife is uh, the lifesaver here. She heard her husband making threats, so she came downstairs and got between her husband and the computer tech. And that gave the tech the chance to escape. So he fled, called his office, and then called 911 for assistance. <laughs> now, he called the holy office. shit, what kind of like yeah. what kind of workplace does Dell have? I know it's not Dell. With- that's no, says, no, I know he's. I know how that system works. He is contracted. Subcontractor. Yeah, yeah. That, that, Dell does not have staff all over the fucking country to go do that shit. Yeah, they outsource. Yeah, they they. It's it's a local guy who goes through a Dell certification process to be able yeah. to do those kind of contracts. But uh, I love that he calls the office first because because yeah, this is what's gonna happen. If he calls 911 and he's dealing... Because 911, you can't hang up until the fucking cop's there. They won't let you, you know? And a lot of your smartphones today, you can't fucking hang up. Like, you can hang up, but it'll it'll be in 911 mode. And so, you can't do shit on your phone until, until that whole issue's resolved. I've been in that scenario where I accidentally called 911. Or, or made an emergency call... I don't remember what I did, but my phone was fucking locked up. I couldn't do any apps or any calls other than 911 related calls. It was very weird. I don't know if that's all smartphones, but it was definitely the one I had at the time. It was Android. Um, so that was smart on him because otherwise it, work would have been all pissed off. <laughs> it, I don't know what, how pissed off can they be when you come back and you, and you say, well, this is why I'm late. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know if I if I had an employee say that to me, I would just let him have the rest of the day off. <laughs> I'm like fuck this dude, yeah. go go unwind, man. Go get some beers. I mean, put ten bucks on the company card. I don't give a shit. You need to <laughs> you need a break. It'd be, it'd be really funny if they did the thing where they called the customer back after to get the review and the rating. And stuff. <laughs> Would you say that you were pleased with uh, the service that you had? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Oh wow, that I'm sorry to hear about that. Look, we're trying to do we're trying to do you the best as the customer. So, could you explain a little about what happened and what we could have done differently? Yeah, well, you know, then he tells me holds him at gunpoint. Oh, oh, wow. Gosh, that's really bad. You know what? I'm going to put in the report here um, that he was such a bad... I'm sorry you had this horrible experience. Yeah, <laughs> I'm putting in the notes now. Let me tell you, that guy's never going to be in a house again. <laughs> and then that would probably get him fired. I wouldn't be surprised. People are like that with probably. most things. <laughs> like, uh, we found out last week that... Uh, uh, Mr. Chin was wondering about that certain hosting provider, how much of a, uh, uh, oh, yeah. a denial of service attack <laughs> that they could withstand. And uh, he said 50 gigabytes. And so yeah. uh, I had to call up and, and find out the facts, get down to uh, <laughs> what uh, actually uh, happened there. And, uh, and what we ended up finding out was 
what was it? They could take uh, up to, uh, at the most, 20 gigabytes uh, before uh, that's like the peak of their availability for their data center in Michigan. So uh, um, you... I think what it is is like anything up to that point and it's going to cause major disruption for other customers um, because they have, they have several providers, several edge providers coming in and uh, he said one of them was 40, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They'll so do I mean, like, null routes. Yeah, they'll start doing null routes at like 10, 15, or 20 or something like that. Which isn't the best mitigation strategy because you're still having a bottleneck. I mean, uh, like we talked about, you'd have to keep going up the chain. It depends on the type of attack, too, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, right. so uh, wasn't he supposed to call back? I mean, last time I called him just to, I obviously didn't call this guy up and just say, hey, bro, <laughs> so how big of a denial of service attack can you withstand? Uh, <laughs> I actually uh, sat there and made him think that the CIO was pressuring me to uh, hurry up. He read an article <laughs> about DOS attacks, and I had to get our own cloud instance moved over to... Uh, a provider that had some level of, of, you know, withstanding attacks, and I needed to know that information. It was a 20-minute fucking phone call. You uh, said he wouldn't shut up about it now that he read that article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's in the middle of the night, and he wants this. He wants an answer. And I tried to make it like, you know, I, I, I needed some help. And uh, he, he knew uh, all the information I was asking him for. And, uh, and he wanted me to follow, like, give him information to, uh, <laughs> to talk to, the, like, I told him I was going to give him the CIO's information and gave him a company name that was completely fucking ridiculous. Uh, so I bought the domain. Yeah. Yeah. So Blackmath bought the domain and he actually checked the domain when I said the email address and he's like, oh, the site's not up. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, that's just for email. That's from another article that he read. And the dude laughed. <laughs> yeah, and so, so we found out that the peak that they can take before they start doing a lot of mitigation is uh, 20 gigabits per second. And then after that, they start um, recommending their premium services of uh, DDoS protection. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to call him back. I mean, do you think I should call him back? I mean, I guess since we don't have much content for the I, show. You, I don't know. You we've... could, but I'm probably going to be dropping off in a bit. Okay. Just just to be lame, you know. Well, that, that's fine. I don't know. It's 2 in the morning. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead and do the Florida Man, then and we can... Oh, no, I got one last story, then we can go to Florida Man, all right? Cool. And this is a bigger story of the week. Uh, I, I can't believe that this actually was the source of the news. Uh, and this is actual news. Uh, Infowars. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dropped the information. First sight, because uh, WikiLeaks didn't give a shit about this and didn't want it. And the Guardian was like, fuck no. Um, a group calling themselves a non-sec uh, claimed to have hacked uh, NASA. And uh, what, how this happened was uh, a workstation at NASA was infected with a virus and they bought access in 
and claimed to have had access for years. But they um, they released 276 gigabytes of data and uh, spent months inside of NASA's internal network. So in the in the uh, data dump, there's 631 videos from uh, aircraft and weather radars, 2,143 flight logs, uh, names and email addresses and phone numbers of 2,414 NASA employees. Um, so uh, they release it in a zine file, like a zine style uh, text file that's on. Uh, well, uh-huh. it, was, it was removed from Pastebin. That was originally where they put it. Uh, I sent it to you guys, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Download it. They claim that they uh, brute forced an uh, administrator's SSH password, which took 0.32 seconds because they were default creds. Uh, they were able to get inside, and uh, they apparently stole creds using TCP dump. Uh, but yeah, they they also claimed that they were uh, able to actually hack a drone while it was in uh, mid-flight and they tried crashing it into the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) Which I think is funny uh, that they tried and failed. Uh, But uh, Motherboard reported that that, all that shit just sounds like bullshit. And a lot of the files that were leaked you could actually access publicly online. Uh, And that's what NASA was trying to say, was that a lot of the shit you could just find that we give out anyways, because we're a super transparent organization. So you could just find a lot of this shit anyways online. But then when they were asked about the videos, they didn't have any comment. (laughs) (laughs) So they obviously were inside of their systems. Uh, Did they try to take out a drone? I fucking doubt they they did. Um, I, I mean, they may have tried, but I doubt they actually had any real success in doing it. But who the fuck knows? Uh, but if you want to look at really cool video of drones flying and other aircrafts and weather radar footage, you can uh, download the, the data dump. And they actually claim that they they released the 237 gigabytes, but they downloaded closer to a terabyte. Which, in this day and age, with all of the amazing security products out there and, and appliances... I don't know how the fuck anyone can extract a terabyte of data undetected like that. Uh, it depends over how long a period of time. Yeah, exactly. But still, uh, that's that's impressive. I mean, if you see if you see a terabyte of data go through the NTP protocol, uh... <laughs> oh, I I think you'd be surprised at the lack of insight, even really large organizations. Oh no, into... I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, yeah. there's no excuse for it. You can buy fucking no, appliances no that do all of that shit. And if you, <clears throat> and if you would like a, a device in your, your organization that can do that, then just hit me up on Twitter and pay me and, and we'll make that happen. Because this shit is ridiculous. Everyone should have the tools uh, out there. There's tons of vendors that sell products that do an amazing job and give insights. Especially when tied in with endpoint protection. Got to sound dude, like a sales dude right now, but dude, all you need is uh, a, like a tap interface, yeah, a command line, and, and Mr. Chin, <laughs> who can fire up TCP dump. I was about to and, say that and read seven million packets per second with his bare eyes. <laughs> 
he's he's like the dude in the matrix who's just sitting there staring at the fucking code and actually sees you know the the red dress yeah (laughs) high heels yeah that's him (laughs) he just he's flying across the screen and he's like ah fuck I'm dropping packets. And it's like, how do, how do you know that? He's like, don't you see? It's right in fucking front of us. <laughs> he can see the sequence, like, this number missing. He's like, yeah, he's just going through. He's like, fucking Dropbox. <laughs> so goddamn noisy. Uh, he'll actually, you know, that's Mr. Chin. People don't know this, but Mr. Chin is the only person that I've ever heard of. They can actually look at a block of day 64 data and instantly tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why he uses a command line uh, email client. He doesn't need to see attachments and a GUI interface. If you send him pictures via email, well, it, you know, most people would be like, well, fuck, it's, it's, he's using Mutt as his email client. How the fuck is he going to see these pictures? No, he just looks at the attachment as the base 64 encoded string, and he, and he just sees the picture. So <laughs> he may not hear worth his shit, but goddamn, can he visualize some base 64 images? Yeah, he watches porn via raw packets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, that's incredible! Yeah, his favorite porn browser is uh, is links. Using, is links uh, using no TCP dump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when he's tired at night, he uses links to do his uh, his his viewing. <laughs> oh. oh man! But yeah, so. Anonset claims that uh, they had all of this fun shit, and you can go to Infowars.com and go through all of the bullshit Alex Jones conspiracy theory shit to go and look at uh, at the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know the story, the original story for this. Oh, and one thing, um, one thing that's funny about this is the reason why they they said that they did this was because they were wanting to find proof that chemtrails were a conspiracy. <laughs> so, so that's, serious? Yeah, that's why it found its home on InfoWars. I bet you they just said that shit so that InfoWars would cover it. Because no one else was wanting to publish it. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what, and I guess the last one before we go to Florida Man and wrap up our show. Um, and in the UK... Uh, the Lincolnshire County Council, uh, that is the, um, I don't know, I guess the equivalent there is sort of like our, um, uh, I don't know, a, fuck, like a, I, I guess sort of like your chamber of, ca- I don't know, local government or some shit, or, but it's, it, from what I look at uh, on their site and everything to kind of understand what it was, it kind of seemed like they were uh, kind of like your chamber of commerce type thing, you know what I mean? Um, but... They had a ransomware attack, uh, and this was a couple of weeks ago, and they had to shut down their systems uh, so that all they didn't have any any computers during that ransomware attack. Uh, so they did all of their work on pen and paper. <laughs> well, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, after they did this, uh, they uh, yeah, they they basically. 
and we came back online a week later, an entire week of downtime. And uh, they're, uh, the CIO of the council, Julie Heather Heatherington-Smith, uh, she said, we've done a lot of checking and we and the police are confident that the data is safe. Nothing has been lost. And then she also said that the council would be reviewing its security systems in light of the attack and ensuring its antivirus software was the latest available. That is the conclusion of being hit by ransomware. What a fucking idiot. Uh, And uh, the thing that's really appalling about this is that they uh, suffered 103 data breaches from April 2011 and 2014. So, Holy shit. so with that statement coupled with that fact, it makes me think that their CIO is a fucking moron and has no idea what's going on. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you get a ransomware attack? Have an entire week of downtime. I mean, I can understand a day, maybe. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't have any sympathy for companies that don't have a BDR solution in place. So downtime could have been limited to an hour or two at the most, right? Uh, if you had a BDR solution in place. Uh, what you're seeing here is uh, a week's downtime. And then and they're like, well, we, you know, we're going to look at shit and make sure our antiviruses are up to date. <laughs> uh, we're not going to run. Means they didn't have shit. Yes, Smantec Endpoint Protection 2011 with the definition <laughs> update in 2013. Uh, we're going to fix that. We're going to put a vest on all the computers. It's free. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so 103 data breaches for just a fucking county council. What kind of bullshit are you doing there? It's insane to me. But uh, the whole attack happened. Over uh, just opening up an email uh, with an attachment, and and it should say something. If an, if someone is opening attachment and then your network shares are encrypted due to crypto locker, uh, that person had access to every fucking thing. Like think about that. They didn't must have had one share for all things, and that one employee should have had access to all files for them to be able to encrypt it all. That's insane to me. Uh. Like, was this the domain admin logged in as an administrator? Was this was this the fucking CIO? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's the blame for that one? That or they have, like, no role-based access controls. Like, everybody has access to everything. Yeah. Because it, it it's be. easier. I don't know, man. Like, it's not that hard. Well, no, I'm saying, like... I'm not saying they had, like, a competent and well-staffed IT department. Dude, I, I'm a one-man organization, and I, I fucking uh, have rule-based uh, fucking authentic... Like, like yeah, like I have rules in place. Uh, I have tons of shares that I have to change permissions on and, and totally uh, forget a lot of the times that, oh, this new employee, they have to have access to that folder too. Uh, that's well worth... Their inconvenience is well worth not having it all open. Just just for the fact that something like this can't happen. Or some jackass doesn't press control A and shift delete, you know? 
Uh, I'm just saying, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you shouldn't be surprised. It, it, uh, because people are incompetent, but still, it's it shouldn't be excusable. Oh, no. You should lose your job over it. But, uh... And yeah. go work somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. the same thing. <laughs> exactly. And one last thing before I, I, I'm adding more stories, but this I swear, Zandy, this will be the last one. Is <laughs> <laughs> a week ago the the public beta for GoFish, a open source fishing framework was released. Uh, I definitely recommend people try it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's some things they need to work on uh, that fucked up my live demo uh, last night. At DHA, but uh, get to you can get it at getgofish.com, and of course, is, fish is spelled with a ph. Is it like the social engineering toolkit? No, 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 no. This is you. You'll see the the equivalent of this. You'll see in like fucking uh, expensive products. Um, this is for if you're doing a fishing campaign, um, you can you 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 spin this shit up on a VPS or whatever, and you can set up email templates, uh, oh, and uh, it, I mean it is so awesome. So basically, you go in, you can have a CSV file that you import all of your uh, email addresses that you're going after. You you create your email template, full HTML. You can you know a WYSIWYG editor, uh, one click to add a uh, one pixel by one pixel tracking image that's unique to each email address. Um, and then uh, a variable for like URL string, and then you can go in into a, the web page, the landing page for your phishing attack, and you can import a website. So you can have a full like uh, login form. You can just have a simple page, whatever the fuck you want. You can edit it right there on the within the the web interface, or you can import an existing site into uh, the platform. And so when you get your email as a victim uh you know it'll be following the rules set in the email template and then if you click on the link you know it'll track that per user as well so then you have a dashboard where it'll give you a full rundown of uh you know how many people actually open the email uh because of your tracking image you know it, that that's why you have it there so you can see if they opened it um, how many people opened the email, how many people clicked uh, on the email, and how many people just didn't do anything with it. And you can break it down to employee, division, all that kind of shit. It's really badass. Uh, but uh, you can create multiple campaigns. You can put users in groups. So if you have your employees list for your uh, company that you're running this phishing campaign against, uh, you can actually separate it by, you know, um, human resources engineering uh sea levels all that kind of shit so you can have special campaigns going for special departments or a company-wide campaign shit like that and it'll break down and give you all of the information generated report based off of it this is something you'd spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to have uh and it's completely open source uh i think the developer plans on trying to monetize this at some point um, but uh, there will always be an open source uh, version of this, and uh, so it, it's definitely worth checking out. I had some fun with it. Uh, I'm definitely going to have a lot more fun with it <laughs> once I get it all set up. The one pet peeve I have is that uh, for your outbound email server, 
you have to have a uh, a server running with just SMTP off with no encryption. <laughs> and so, like, I went and set up a fucking mail server for this demo, and I ha I set it up like you would correctly, and uh, and then that happened, and I realized this like ten minutes before everything was supposed to start. So. Ooh. So I didn't get to do my demo like I wanted to. But outside of that, GoFish is fucking awesome. Uh, you should definitely check it out at getgofish.com. And uh, this is a oh, beta. One word. Yeah, yeah, one word. And uh, you can get the code on GitHub. Um, and uh, you'll see that there's uh, people contributing to it and trying to fix some of these issues. But it's a beta release, so... I'll be excited to see the first stable uh, release come in. But yeah. Holy shit, it's got like a dashboard. Yeah, dude, this is one guy made all of that. Fucking maps? Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm telling you. This is thousands of dollars worth of, of you know, like Metasploit Pro has a shittier version of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this yeah. is a really good platform. Uh, so go check it out. This shit's not even been out for a week in its beta release. So... Uh, yeah, the dude basically announced it like I think uh, six days ago. So go check it nice. out. All right, so I guess it's uh, time for our favorite little segment of this show. Straight out of Dade County, crazy chico named All right, so. More shit fresh out of Florida. Headline is, Man accidentally locks himself in car trunk and is rescued by deputy, who then tickets him for pot possession. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so the story is, about 9.30pm, this uh, sheriff's office deputy responds to a call of a suspicious car at the beach after hours. He comes to find a 97 Lincoln Continental in the parking lot <laughs> with all the doors open and the trunk closed, and he heard knocking coming from the trunk. <laughs> he tried to order the man out of the trunk, but the man said he couldn't because he was locked inside. <laughs> oh my God. So, in the process of the sheriff trying to find the keys and open the trunk or whatever, he noticed, you know, the doors are open and the glove box is open, and saw the dude's weed and pipe. So, uh. poor guy gets high, I assume, Locks himself in his car and gets a ticket for it. Man. All right, so let's think about that for example. Like, were the doors <laughs> like unlocked in the sense of open, or were they wide open? Uh, it says the doors were wide open. All right, so if <laughs> what that the fuck? if that so dude, he was totally high. No, or someone was like going through his shit. Like, his doors were probably unlocked, you know? So people were opening yeah, the door maybe. looking through his shit. Uh, but, man, think about that. Uh, if he didn't run his mouth, he's totally going to get out of that because it wasn't on him. Yeah, it was in his glove box, but his doors were wide open and he was locked in his fucking trunk for hours. That's what I would do if I were the criminal defense attorney. I would totally go down that angle. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Anyone could have put the weed in there. He was locked in the goddamn trunk. Yep. Pretty good alibi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did say that he got back to his car and was looking for his keys, and then in the process of looking for his keys, fell into the trunk and it closed. 
Which, <laughs> what the fuck? What, what, what Only year? in Florida. What year was yep. that? A 97? Seven. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was before those, like, emergency latch things were commonplace. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I thought cars had those. Yeah, most of them have them, and, and they're glow-in-the-dark, too. And they have a great, like, little stick figure uh, diagram. Oh, yeah. It tells you to pull it, and then it has a picture of you jumping out and running away. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's like, this is what you look like right now. Stuck in a trunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I would have to worry about that in mine. Mine has the latch, but then you can also, like, just push the back seats down. You know, a lot of cars have that where you can push the back seats down, too. Yeah. So... Good old Florida man getting caught in a trunk. Yeah, this was a pretty tame story, though. I mean, I nobody was kind of hoping. Jail. I was hoping that he got a like he was busted in the trunk, like he was trying to hotbox the trunk. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's really efficient. He doesn't have to waste too much; just to excel a couple of times, and he's done hotbox the trunk. You know. This is my brother's yeah. weed. <laughs> he- Man, well, I don't know what fucking happened, dude. I just, I don't know. Too bad, too bad for him. He left his weed in the glove box. Yeah. And that's oh, what a- if he was trying to hot box the trunk, and he forgot his weed in the glove <laughs> box? <laughs> that's a total fucking bummer. Oh, that's magical. I love that. God. Uh, it's probably like already high. Then it gets in the trunk. He's like, "This is a great idea." He's then like, he, oh, he closes on him. Oh, He's like, fuck. "Oh no." Oh, man, I forgot I had these boxes of Thin Mints, man. I fucking love the Girl Scouts. Let's do this. <laughs> Crawls in there and... Kunk. Oh, fuck. I forgot my weed. Hello? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hours later. Like, imagine just... Like, you, you just sit there in the trunk like, well, this is what I want to do tonight. Yeah, God. Imagine how much that, like... You'd be in the trunk thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm a moron. I'm locked in a trunk here (laughs) in my own goddamn car. So this is what I'm going to do tonight. (laughs) All right. Let's see what I've got back here to work with. What's that? Okay, that's that's my tire wrench. All right, never mind. Uh, Huh. Well, I guess I can just sing songs in my head. (laughs) But, uh, all right, well, thanks for the Florida, man. Uh, I guess we'll just wrap up the show now. Uh, Zandy, do you have any last words for the listeners? No, no, not tonight. You really need to come up with something creative, some word of advice. A, I need a catchphrase. Uh, like, Black um, Math, what should his catchphrase be? Um, I don't know if you guys want BBWs for life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, he'll be the BBW Slayer. That's <laughs> Zandy. That's it. All right, well, how about you, Black Math? What's your uh, word of advice for everyone? Um, don't take down data centers <laughs> if you work there. <laughs> um, just, uh, you know, hack the planet, keep on keeping on, and... Uh, listen to us next week we might have main a main topic <laughs> yeah your mom will return next week yeah and she's the, out of town right now yeah <laughs> watching <laughs> dancing with the stars <laughs> yeah yeah at the la quinta 
Uh, well, Spoiler, your mom is his chin. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And then, well, yes. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> wait be- a minute. Wait a minute. Did you, did you just give our listeners enough information to possibly find out where Mr. Chin is staying right now? Uh, no, I didn't, but why don't I do yes, that now? Yes, he's at the world's largest <laughs> casino to watch Dancing with the Stars live, but staying at the La Quinta Inn. In Thackerville, Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> so, yes. let, let me, maybe let me, here's a challenge to the listeners. It's not World Star. You said skills. World Star. You said World Star Casino. I would love to go to the World Star. <laughs> no, I said World Star Casino. Yeah, go to the World Star Casino. And when you open the door, you know how, like, when you open the door to places, it's doo doo. When you go to the, the World Star Casino and you open the door, it's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! Oh god! Oh, oh my oh, god! We need uh, to take. We need to have that sound on our phones. Oh yes, definitely. Anytime that he has. We'll go to anything. conferences. Anytime that he ever talks, uh, then, uh, oh, he's not even in fucking Thackeray. God, that's a stupid drive. He's so cheap. Uh, but yeah, he's at the Windstar Casino in Thackerville, Oklahoma, uh, seeing Dancing with the Stars. And he's, he's actually staying at the La Quinta Inn in Gainesville, Texas, if you'd like to call it. It's 915-888-3537. <laughs> <laughs> As for Coder365, <laughs> and they'll patch you right through. <laughs> yeah, let's see how uh, smart our listeners are, or how creative they are, and uh, see what kind of <laughs> kind of fun they can have. And tell us what you did on Twitter. Yeah, should should we call him real quick uh, on the hotel line? I didn't even think of doing that. No, no, I don't want to do that because he'll never do the show again. He'll be pissed. He'll be in trouble. Mrs. Chin will <laughs> will ground him. And he won't be able to. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but that's that's all we got for the show this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter because that's what everyone says at the end of their YouTube videos. Just click like, subscribe. Yeah, if you would like, if you would like to subscribe to our RSS feed. You can find the links uh, to your favorites. Uh, the RSS feed. Uh, if you use iTunes, you can find the link there. And you can also find the link to Pocket Cast if you're on Android, iOS, uh, for a better podcast experience. Uh, you can find all of that at, at SS underscore HTP. Uh, so from all of us at Shadow Systems, as always, we encourage you to hack the planet. <laughs>